0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Unk Few. Um, today, I am Unk. I'm joined by Few, my nephew, Brendan hey. Lemon, who, who's thrown it down and living large in the windy city of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, very jealous of the fact that you live there. I, sh- I wanted to move there 30 years ago. I should have. And now I just hate you because you do live there. Oh,
1: man. I, I'm not even going to hide the fact that it's awesome, it's, 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 the, it's the coolest town it's a no, it beautiful is. morning here and the sun's shining uh the only thing that sucks is typically the weather but today that's not a problem uh i mean this entire city's culture is built essentially upon sitting inside and drinking and that's an entirely
0: a response to the weather <laughs>
1: or going to the beach and drinking which is also a response to <laughs> <for> the weather
0: <laughs> what's well, funny i've actually spent a lot of time in chicago not recently but you know in, over the course of 30 years i've been there a lot of times and I've never had a bad time there. I've seen lots of parts of the city. I've done a lot of different stuff there, and man, it's just there's just a vibe and an energy there that's sort of like kind of the best parts of New York, um, in a sense. But also, you just have a different. It's not as gritty. It's not as over overly. Uh, it's not as dense in terms of population density. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a great place. I love Chicago, but we're not here to talk about Chicago. We're here to talk about Uncview. So today we're going to be doing something we call the, uh, the Few Mixtape. This is volume one of the Few Mixtape. And what this is, is sort of random stuff that maybe doesn't uh, have enough uh, substance or significance to carry an entire podcast episode, and also kind of lighthearted and intended to be somewhat humorous. And we've, we're just going to talk about a couple, you know, two or three things in one of these mixtape episodes. And today, we're going to start by talking about yoga versus CrossFit, CrossFit. and wh- which group is the bigger group of douchebags or dickheads yes. or, or wonderful people, whatever your point of view may be. And just to give a little bit of context before we dive right into it is I've been, um, I've been doing yoga for, I don't know, it's approaching a year. I actually keep track of how many classes I've attended and this morning I attended my 132nd yoga class. And I'm doing that, one, because I'm just OCD like that. And secondly, because by keeping track of it, it keeps me focused on it and keeps me going consistently. Uh, and so i am you, you, you can make an assumption there that I like yoga. I do like yoga. It's a wonderful uh, workout uh, for me. I've been working out my, since I was 16 years old, lifting weights and going to health clubs consistently the entire time um but this is probably the best workout i've ever had in terms of getting an actual physical workout that you come out of a class and you are just spent covered in sweat you know i mean just absolutely wiped out it takes all the anxiety and angst and anger out of me cuz i've got a lot of those things and i find myself for example i drive the speed limit now by not on purpose i'm just doing it because I guess whatever was causing me to drive thirty or forty over the speed limit all the time is somehow gone. It's weird.
1: (laughs) You just worked out
0: a lot of that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and Brendan worked out a lot uh, of that
0: anxiety or whatever. Yeah, Brendan, you've been working out a lot uh, your whole life as well. Why don't you share with what you're doing? And now you're into CrossFit. So, what's your workout history?
1: So, like before that, yeah. I well, I was uh, I wrestled in high school, and uh, I like the intensity of CrossFit. I feel like there's I mean, basically, it's the same. So, what you no? Did wait, was I want to.
0: Like... Let, let's clarify for the listeners. When you say you wrestled in high school, you meant you wrestled with gender identity, right?
1: <laughs> I wrestled with yeah. I, <laughs> I wrestled with, uh, with with what am I doing? You know what I mean? I why am I? <laughs> no, you, yeah,
0: you did wrestle though. You did wrestle in high why school.
1: Why do I have this? Well, a lot of it caused the other. I was like, why do I have this erection while I'm wrestling this guy? Uh, that was the biggest, no pun intended, challenge
0: of wrestling. <laughs> that was the biggest, <laughs> smallest challenge. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So you wrestled in high school, and uh, what then?
1: Well, I mean, well, no. So the point is, I wrestled in high school. I got into doing martial arts, martial martial arts, martial arts in college, and sort of after college, and doing a lot of MMA, and then uh, which is mixed martial arts for all the uninitiated out there. And finally got into doing CrossFit because it's a, it's a really challenging workout. And so the way that you just described yoga is basically one of the reasons I like CrossFit is that it's, you just put, you get into a gym, you push it as hard as you can for 60 minutes. You, you know, feel like you're going to pass out. You feel like you're going to throw up. It's like sprinting for an hour um, with intermittent, uh, you know, stops and, you and then I, so it's a, it's a tough workout and it feels like when I don't have it is when I start getting really agitated and anxious. Um, here's the, where I think the, so the question you had, the question at, at hand is which is the bigger group of douchebags. And I have to admit that I think CrossFit does have its share of douchebags. Nobody is denying that. Uh, I think the difference is that the yoga douchebag is a more just, 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 slimy kind of douchebag. Here's what I mean by that. Everybody everybody who goes to CrossFit knows, I mean, everybody who's going to CrossFit is aware that this bro culture exists, where people are like, yeah, man, go throw the weight around, have a couple beers, gonna go to the, you know, look how fit I am, gonna go to the bar and slay some puss, like that kind of thing. But when you go to the yoga class, you get this guy who's like, oh no, I'm just open-minded and I just got to, I'm just going to hang out next to, you know, I'm going to do my Rumpa tanga, my Chunduranga, all these positions and hang out next to these two hot chicks and pretend like I'm so open-minded, I'm not thinking about fucking them all the time. Like that's, that dude is denying that he's a douchebag on the inside. He's denying, wait a minute, let me put, hold on. He's making—he's denying he's being a douchebag on the outside while he's being a douchebag on the inside. The CrossFit guy is a douchebag on both sides. <laughs>
0: he's an honest uh, douchebag. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's that's pretty well that's pretty well articulated. And I, I I'm having a hard time arguing with it really because, um, you know, it's interesting so you're one because of I got into to- <laughs> well, I, I I absolutely am, I absolutely am. But I I got into <laughs> yoga really because I narrowed my choices down to, um uh yoga, crossfit or suicide. And I went with (laughs) I went with yoga because um I sincerely I mean I really wanted to go CrossFit uh but I at my age and even though I think I'm in much better shape than the average person my age I still felt the risk of injury based upon I watched a lot of CrossFit video. Um CrossFit has you know the CrossFit games that are broadcast on T V Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I actually watch that. I mean, I find it super entertaining because you're watching what really are the fittest people on the planet. I mean, I have oh, yeah, respect, true. you know, the truth of the matter is I really respect CrossFit and I, I really respect yoga too, but I respect CrossFit because you can just see the fruits of the effort. I mean, you see these people, like I can, the fact that I know some of the names of the people, Rich Froning, the guy who's won, yeah. you know, fittest man multiple times. Um, uh, you know, just incredible the shit they do, like the fact that they don't know what workout is coming and the diversity of the workout. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll give you one example is, uh, one legged squats.
1: I can't do a
0: one legged squat to save my life. And yet they're, you know, they're like pumping up and down like 20 times on one leg and balancing and not falling or the, uh, handstand ups you know, that's a difficult oh, yeah. thing to do.
1: And, I love and a, thousand,
0: a thousand other things I could think of. But I didn't do CrossFit because I really, truly thought that I would injure myself doing, you know, the cleaning jerks. There's a lot of deadlifting and cleaning jerk type stuff they do, which is very, yeah. you know, potentially bad for your spine. And I just pictured myself like, you know, rupturing a disc and totally fucking yeah. myself up. So that's why I didn't go to CrossFit. But I wanted to. And I still might. But yoga is great because of the, you know, low impact. It's a real workout. I mean, you get a great shoulder, tricep, chest um, workout every time. And yeah, yeah, I mean, back to your description of the douchebag. Yeah, I am that guy. Uh, The difference is I'm not like, I don't wear flowers in my hair and I'm not like trying to pretend I'm really into it. I come in with like a, a regular gym mentality. Like I hate all of the, all of the, you know, like you—you've been in classes, you know how they—the yeah. language they use in the class, oh, yeah. and especially at the very end. This, the, I never observe the. I, I don't respect the end of the class ritual, which is the light in me <laughs> bows to the light in you. Namaste. And like
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what the fuck? I'm like is this? fuck you. Um, I li- <laughs> That's like bold, that's, so I lived in Boulder and I have a lot of ex- had to have a lot of exposure to the, to the yoga culture, I, I feel a little bit similar where I think that this, yeah, my the, the God in me recognizes the God in you, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. come All right, yeah. come on. Can I just do the, can we just go? Can we just sit here quietly, please? Yeah. Like, I'm
0: I'm another just thing can't. they do, yeah, <laughs> another thing they do very much like that is, and they usually okay. do it just before that part, is they'll say, okay, now, you know, now, uh, Gently roll onto one side or the other in fetal position. And now let's just leave here on the earth anything that's not serving you, anything that's not helping (laughs) you achieve your full potential and your life goals and objectives. Just leave it here, right here.
1: I wonder if I'll just leave this class here. I wonder if I'll just leave this class here now. Yeah, helping me achieve my life goals and objectives
0: at the moment. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's truly lame. On the other hand, I, I here's actually here's what's hilarious um,
1: about this talk. Hold on, I gotta say this. Here's what's hilarious about the context of this talk. By the way, I'm after we're done here, I'm gonna go do yoga in the park down the street with my girlfriend. <laughs> are you really? Yeah, I am. She's a she's a yogi. She's a she's got. Been doing yoga for like 15 years and is super good at it, I guess. And I mean, I don't know if one can be. I guess one can be good at yoga, but oh yeah, one can be uh, great at yoga. Yeah, we're gonna go down to the park and do some yoga. She's gonna lead, kind of me and a bunch of these things. So just trying to kind of you? funny. Yeah, just well, and I think her cousin is coming. Uh, it's yeah, she. It was, you know, it's something that I've started doing because she does a lot of it and. It's it's very meditative, but same kind of thing. She doesn't do this. She's not like, just think about, reach your hands up and think about the energy of your spirit just flying off into the sky. And like, she doesn't describe any of this shit. And what I love (laughs) about her, and particularly about her approach to yoga, is like, whenever, every once in a while, we'll go to a class together or she'll go to a class. And if somebody is doing that, she can't stand it. She's like, just do the, just tell me what to do. Just lead me through the flow. I don't care about, yeah. All this imagery, you know. Yeah, um, and you, you honestly, can tell. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Was just gonna say, like, I, I. It's one of the things that I appreciate about CrossFit is There's none of that bullshit. Like, there's no kind of like. I mean, it's a meathead culture, admittedly. Like, there's a kind of like, yeah, push it. You're you're a warrior. Bring it up. Bring up. Scream. You know, do your. You know, like all this stuff. But there's no like, you know. There's no soft kind of like recognize the strength on the inside and when you push the weight you need to see it moving up into the sky and releasing the it's just like hey just pick the weight up and then throw it over your head and do that 15 times
0: go well yeah as you said it earlier it's a more honest level or honest form of douchebaggery but but having said all those things (laughs) the criticisms we have to talk about the you know the pluses of these things too and for me the pluses of yoga are uh in Yoga pants, yoga pants, <laughs> probably yoga pants, and then I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention yoga pants. So well, those there. are the upsides of yoga because, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. in, in every class, what's well, funny because I, like I started to say I, I, I actually do the count in every class that I take. Um, I go to yeah. a place called the Plymouth Yoga Room, which is, a, I would call it like a serious yoga studio, and I started doing yoga at a big box health club where it was you know, just another option that anybody could attend and it had a whole different feel. Yeah. But here, not that this has any bearing on what I'm saying next, but in a typical class, it'll be 31 women and two men or 28 women and three men or something like that. that. Today, it was, I think it was 30 women, three men. And, you know... It's just interesting to, and not only that, but the classes are packed. I mean, they're physically packed so that the distance between my mat and the mats next to me is probably, you know, let's call it eight inches, which is nothing. Yeah. And yeah. so you, you can't even do certain movements fully without hitting the person yeah. next to you. So you have that's to a, that's, rein yeah, it in. Yeah, you have to, you're going to have to graze up against uh, the, the people next to you. Well, the highlight of that is uh, this happened a couple weeks ago. There's one move where you're laying on your back and they tell you to like, you know, leave your left leg down flat on the ground and raise your right leg up over, you know, directly up so it's pointing at the sky. Grab your yep. grab your big toe and now open your hips to the right. So basically, picture it, You're you know, you're you're doing like a one-legged spread eagle and you're lowering yeah. that leg as far down as you can. And then they'll say, no, be careful, you know, res- be respectful of your neighbor. But, so this chick next to me was doing this. And yeah. you know, I'm, I'm really inflexible, so my legs, I get a 45-degree angle. Her, her ankle was, I'm not exaggerating, less than a, an inch above the head of my dick. <laughs> and I didn't know whether to be delighted or terrified because I was I, like, you know, I was. I, I was sucking my stomach in to create more distance because I kept thinking, you know, if, if like, she touches my dick, she might think that I caused that somehow. <laughs> and even though, uh, you know, she's the one moving her leg, but, you know, you can maybe see what I'm saying because she can't really that. see what maybe she's that's doing.
1: What, maybe she's trying to, maybe she's going for it, you know? Eh, I don't think she, she was. Been. She could have been in the zone. Like...
0: <laughs> But, but they had us hold that pose for, like, I'm not kidding you, like 15, 20 seconds, which is forever. And the whole time, I'm just looking down like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But, but anyway, to be surrounded by that many women, and a lot of women who do yoga are in great shape. I mean, that's just the truth of it. Um, but on the other hand, I mean, I've seen some really hot women in CrossFit. I mean, that's, honestly, that's why I watch the show. Oh, my shows. God.
1: Dude, it's changed my entire body type that I'm attracted to. It, it, it legitimately Same has. Here. It, it, Same here. Same that, here. That the, the I, I mean, women who can power lift and have big like quads and and hamstrings and, and like lats because they can do pull-ups. Yeah, it totally changed the, the body type that I'm attracted. I used to never, if you had asked me when I was younger, if I would have been attracted to that, I wouldn't said no and it's changed completely i'm super into it now because i think it's it's really weird i think that watching a woman who can display that kind of strength is actually really attractive there's something about that that you know and i i don't think there's a there's not a fantasy there for me of like oh she's gonna grab me and throw me around or anything i just there's something there's something really powerful about it like she's just super fit she cares about herself she I don't know what it is. I mean, some kind of Amazonian warrior woman type of biological component that's, you know, genetically wired into my brain or something. But um, I'm super, I'm, I'm I'm down, man. I'm super into it for sure. I am, too. And I think let that, me put it this um, way. If she was going to touch my dick with her ankle, I wouldn't have shied away from it. You would have raised your hips. I would pray I would raise my dick is what I would pray.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I totally agree with you know. In all seriousness, I totally agree with the, your larger point there about you know what what I'm attracted to today versus whenever ago. Uh, and and it's, yeah. I read something somewhere that was it was about human attractiveness and you know there's been studies that have been done that say things like uh, all things being equal, the further apart uh, a person's eyes are and the larger they are to a certain extent. The more attractive, you know, yeah. like the facial composition factor that, you yeah. know, if your eyes are beady and narrow, that's typically viewed as most humans don't like that as much. And yeah. so, what's happened for me is that well, continuing that thought process about oh, another thing is that we're attracted to healthy. You know, it makes sense that you know you don't want to reproduce with somebody who looks diseased or unhealthy oh, yeah, you yeah. just don't yeah and so yeah as our culture has changed and this whole what i would call extreme fitness has become more mainstream because at this point yeah. i think it's totally mainstream you know like it's yep. completely mainstream just like t- like tattoos are you know tattoos yep. used to be sort of taboo and now you see guys oh yeah see now completely... it's
1: weird that i don't have one.
0: Like, i don't either you know, my
1: strange generation it's strange that i don't have one that Right. that uh, I, People are like, what tattoos What tattoos do you have? Is the question that, that people ask now.
0: And I'm like, yeah, I yeah. don't have any. Uh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. Know you're not What's funny because, <laughs> well, it's funny because I, uh, you could see that trend was gaining so much momentum, you know, however many years ago it was, because I think now it's kind of peaked. It probably has yeah. peaked. But, you know, I could see that at some point it was going to be like weird to not have a tattoo. And that would be edgy. It's edgy to not have a tattoo.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. I think that that's a little bit because people ask me, "Well, why? Like, why didn't you? You just uh, you don't feel that it's uh, you you just don't agree with the you know what is it?" And I'm like, "I just don't have one, man. I just can't. For me, it's a commitment issue. I can't decide something that I want to have on my body for the rest of my life. You know, I yeah, just that just is not something I can." Readily know, you know, when I'm like 85, I don't want to have a tribal on my arm. Hey, Grandpa, what's that from? You know, that was from when I was exactly. young and, and stupid and decided to get a t- tribal tattoo. Don't do it. Like
0: I don't know what the you know.
1: Just can't well, yeah, because I can't think that. of any.
0: I can't think of anything that um, that I would want to have in my body forever because I just know my tastes and almost everything change over time. So it's like what I w- a tattoo I would have gotten 20 years ago is not at all what I would get today. And so. You know, and I think that's why you see you, you see people that end up with their whole body covered because it's sort of like they just keep going and it's like that. Eh, yeah. You know, I'll get this and then that and then this and then that. And in all honesty, yeah. some of those yeah. conglomerations of tattoos on people look awesome. Like I've seen yeah. people covered in tattoos that I thought, "My god, that looks that looks really cool. Like I w- I really wish yeah. I had the guts to do that. But yeah, that's a yeah. commitment I'm not ready to make at all." Yeah. And then there's a bunch of people who, admittedly, they get a bunch of tattoos, and you look, you
1: look at them, and you go, "That looks low class as hell." Like, I mean, that, oh yeah, that happens the too. Quality, I think it all depends on how it kind of, you know, yeah, the quality. The mad. quality
0: of the art is everything. Because yeah, you see some shit that's like it almost looks like it's fading because it wasn't properly applied originally. I think, or you know, it was I don't know what it is, but some tattoos just don't last as well and you know yep. i've seen people who've who had tattoos removed and i've heard that super painful blah 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 but yeah that's just something that it was interesting too because i don't know if you ever knew uh the santos family but across the street from my parents there was a family um larry and marla santos he was a professional singer who actually wrote some some songs that were recorded and became like literal number one hits like back in the 60s but in any wow. event um they had a couple kids uh, uh, Scott and Laura and they um, formed a band and put out some CDs and um, uh, you know they, they got into some tattoo stuff and all that's kind of irrelevant except for the fact that um, Laura, the wife um, had some connection to a tattoo artist who just opened a, a shop here in downtown Plymouth, Michigan where I live and that's yep. just random and in fact it was interesting because Scott, who now lives in Las Vegas he actually has a business called Strip LV where he um, puts out stuff that's basically strip-related, strip like, you know, uh, softcore-type porn, quite frankly. Uh, wow. but, but he was in town uh, from Vegas, like, I don't know, three or four days ago, and I saw him post on Instagram and on Facebook, and he was at that tattoo parlor, which I could walk to from where I'm sitting right now. So uh, I found out about that tattoo parlor back when they opened, which was sometime in the last year. And I thought, man, I've got a connection to a guy who I know is a great artist because I've seen his work. He really is a very high-end kind of an artist. And I thought, man, I should, you know, here's my chance. You know, I can walk to the place. It's that close. And I could be able to, you know, maybe trade him some services for some ink. And I actually still have that, like, as a possibility, but I probably never will do it man but somehow we got off the track here of uh of uh, way <laughs> off the track versus yoga we're
1: talking about crossfit douchebag and now we're yeah
0: yeah <laughs> way i off don't think here. i don't think either are douchebags i think either both i think both are awesome i admire anybody that does either i hope to one day get over to a crossfit box and give it a shot because my guess is that it probably would be awesome oh you used I the right term there i know well I'm, t- I'm not kidding i've really looked into this and it's interesting because. Uh, a friend of mine, a guy named Dale Chumley, who lives in Vancouver, Washington, um, is, uh, he had some, uh, I don't recall exactly what his medical issue was, a cancer of some variety at one time, and he fought that cancer and beat it. And as part of his lifestyle changes in the aftermath of that, he got into CrossFit, and uh, I watched him from afar, you know go from I mean I'm not he wasn't like some big fat guy but he was just you know kind of a m- middle-aged you know not in great shape looked like maybe he'd never worked out in his life quite frankly he got yeah. into CrossFit and I just watched over the course of you know whatever it was a year let's call it he changed so radically physically you know like he lost a ton yeah. of weight his facial features became really angular and chiseled and I've watched a bunch of videos of him you know deadlifting I don't know how much weight, but it looked like 400 pounds, bunch, for anyway. example. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I know it works. And so that's what keeps me intrigued is that it probably is the best, like, quick transformation, legitimate workout method out there. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's the, and it's interesting because you. Well, other,
0: than the, food, other, other than, than the shake, shake weight. weight. Other right. than the shake weight. Other than
1: Sorry. jerking it. Like the jerking it with it. My fear to use the shake weight is the fear of injury that you have for CrossFit, but. It's just that I'm afraid if I go back to looking at, at porn after using a shake weight, I'm just going to rip my own dick off. Like, it's just going to come right off. And yeah. That, genuinely, I've got a, a deer in the headlights fear of it. And I got all these shake weights just lying around my apartment,
0: you know? Yeah, that's unfortunate. To do with them. You know, yeah, because uh, shake weights are like, shake weights 2014 were sort of like Beanie Babies 1987. You know, everybody gonna come, collects them.
1: It's going to come back. They're going to be a yeah. huge comeback. Exactly. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, so, have we killed this topic or is there more to be said here? Wait, well, I just wanted to say that the, I think the risk of injury thing is it's good that you're actually considering that. I think that profit oh, yeah. takes a lot of flack because people go, well, you could get injured. Everybody could get injured. And I'm constantly saying to people, like, look, it's a it's a truly athletic event. And if you don't, walk into it with the idea that you're going to participate at a very athletic level, you're asking to be injured. It's like going to a racetrack and trying to sprint at maximum capacity without training for it or warming up, or you're, you're asking to pull a muscle or rip something or tear something in your hamstring. All of that is absolutely going to happen if you don't end up doing it properly, which is the point. And I think that it's some people, CrossFit gets a bad rap because they show up, they get they get off the couch, they go, you know what, I'm going to do this. They pull the trigger on going to CrossFit. They show up to do the onboarding, you know, sort of thing, and then they go for the heaviest weight immediately, and then you know, tear their rotator cuff because they weren't ready to do a, you know, a split jerk at 175 pounds when they were on the couch like two days ago. So that exactly. kind of thing, I think, happens and.
0: It's good that you're thinking about it seriously, so... Um, well, I, yeah, and I just and on wanted the, to wrap up. Of that up. Well, on the other side of that, I do have, personally, you know, history with approaching things with the appropriate level of, uh, of caution and preparation. Like, with, you know, motorcycling that I'm really into, I never ride without a helmet. I never ride without, uh, you know, a, a padded or an armored, actually, jacket. And I just got a pair of armored pants and so, yeah. you know, as the, there's a saying in motorcycling, which is prepare for the slide, not for the ride. And yeah. I absolutely do that because you just need to ride a motorcycle one time at 80 miles an hour. And you just look you down and think. You have a BMW, it, right? Yeah. And it's just an yeah. incredible bike. But, you know, today, for example, I was, I don't, I just started riding on the highway uh, consistently yeah. within the last couple of weeks. And I'm, I'm, I am go out very early in the morning, literally at like five o'clock in the morning, just to reduce traffic uh, opportunity. And I just go out and ride. And this morning I was out at like 5.15. And again, it's, we're, we're recording the show on Sunday, July 3rd, 2016. So it's a holiday weekend. There was like nobody on the highway. So I'm riding at like 95 miles an hour. And that bike goes 160 easily. So 95 on that thing is nothing. Damn. And yeah. it, you just have such a keen sense of, if this bike were to fall over, what would it be like to hit that pavement at that speed? Because the pavement's right there. Uh, you know, you reach down and touch it, uh, and it, uh, you know, it it you know. It, and I think again, CrossFit. If I approached CrossFit in the same way that I approach motorcycling, because I've now ridden like ten thousand miles uh, over the course of the last year and had no incidents of any kind, knock on wood. But it's because I yeah. have the right. I think the right mentality and the right approach of safe writing, because you can write fast and safe at the same time. But enough about yeah. that. So that's CrossFit versus yoga. Again, contrary to all of the attempt at humor we had here, I think I can safely say that you and I both have a tremendous respect for both uh, of, those, of those disciplines. And if we really yeah. wanted to have a true discussion about douchebaggery, it should have been yoga versus CrossFit versus veganism. And since we don't, <laughs> I don't know any vegans... You know, we couldn't really, really have that right conversation. So forgive us for that. So that was mixtape, punk uh, few mixtape topic one. Now we're going to move into topic two. And that topic is strip club evangelism. And this is just a quick little story (laughs) um, uh, that that I want to tell. And and I'm skipping major parts of the story because the names have to be protected uh, for reasons that are obvious. But over the course of my life, I've had opportunity to go to a number of strip clubs. And um, sometimes I've gone with uh, with people who had lots of money. So I've had some interesting experiences (laughs) in strip clubs. I'll just say that. But, and I know this will sound horrifically contradictory, but I first and foremost consider myself a Christian above all other things that I am. So you're thinking, wait a minute, you, you were talking about Didn't you just say you've gone to a bunch of strip clubs and you've gone with people with money and, you know, you implied something there a minute ago? Um, Yeah, all that's true, and I don't necessarily view those as contradictory, and I'll explain why. So, um, if you know anything anything about the story of Jesus, what you'll know from reading the Bible
1: is that that he hung out with a lot of
0: strippers? Well, he hung out with sinners. Almost explicitly. Yeah, well, he hung
1: out with Mary Magdalene. That's true.
0: Yup. And but you no, know, for real. I mean, he hung out with the lowest of the low. If you if you analyze who the twelve disciples were, because the Bible is explicit about who they were, um, you'll see that they were all you know either uh, completely ordinary yeah. you know fishermen yeah. or tax collectors, or and tax collectors were. Her, the, the lowest of the low back in that day, because they were so corrupt. Yeah, but and uh, one of them was a man who spent his adult life uh, persecuting and killing Christians. The apostle Paul, whose first name was Saul, or his original name was Saul. And in any event, the real point I'm getting at is that Jesus came to hang out with sinners and quote low lives to convert them. That's that was his whole mission. So back to what I've done at strip clubs is. So I end up in a strip club and, you know, having a good time, drinking a lot of drinks. And uh, if you've ever been to a strip club, you know that the way it works typically is you show up and all the strippers assess your financial wherewithal. And once they determine that you have money, then you can't get them off you. And then it becomes a matter of them trying to convince you to go up to the champagne room or whatever it's called in that particular (laughs) venue for (laughs) other shenanigans, which will be Which will be uh, independently negotiated and typically at the time. (laughs) think in terms of rent. Like, what would rent cost you next month? These are the kinds of dollars that we're talking about for the kinds of things that take place in those situations. Oh boy!
1: I just love that I've never had this experience of a strip club because I so very clearly am not in that income category.
0: (laughs) Well, and and to be honest with you, they look at me um, and they're um, like,
1: "This guy can't afford rent."
0: But <laughs> but see the thing so he is can't, he is can't afford me. <laughs> that, that, that's where who you go with makes all the difference. But I have seen I'll, I'll give you just a couple of highlights. I've seen someone spend two thousand dollars on one continuous round of drinks. Holy shit! You know they, they start, some of the strip clubs serve drinks in test tubes, literal yeah. test really? tubes. So they're yeah, wow. so they bring them in a test tube rack. So they bring a rack of, I don't know how many test tubes are in a rack, but let's say uh, 20, 20, 20 or 30 test tubes. They'll just bring True. the rack. And that rack yep. is, you know, those cost 10 bucks each. So yep. do that math. So um, so, but, so, so, the, so the dynamic is, you know, I go with somebody who has money because I do find it entertaining, I'm not going to lie. Um, go and, you know, there's, there's an, a couple of hours of just, Kind of drinking and hanging out and waiting to be, you know, waiting for my, for whoever I'm, the person I'm with to, to go up to the champagne room where they will be gone for approximately 60 to 120 minutes and, oh, spend, and spend two or three car payments. Um, but while that's going on, I'm left alone back in what's usually a big booth that would seat like six or eight people and there's just me sitting by myself. And, um, and so, you know, the, the, the remaining strippers are like, okay, well, that guy went up with, you know, Shaniqua and Boniqua and, um, you're with that guy. So we assume you're going to do the same. So here we are, you know, ha ha ha, let's go upstairs. And so I, now I'm getting to the point of this whole story. I then shift into my, my, my strip club evangelism. And I just start asking questions like, so how long have you worked here? Um, so what's it like to work here? Um, how do you feel about yourself working here? And What's your relationship with Jesus? I never, I, well, I, I shouldn't say never, but that's not what I say directly. You don't open
1: with
0: that. That's not a good I don't difference. open with, yeah, I don't open with have you been saved. But I, I kind of get there ultimately. And here's the, here's, the, here's the real point. I've done this without any exaggeration at least seven times. That's a lot of times, in my opinion. And of those seven times, it went exactly the same every time. No one got up and left. No one said, fuck you, I'm going to go find somebody who will pay me for my services. Um, They've all, it's like they have been waiting for someone to come in and have this conversation with them. Because, it again, it always goes the same, which is, Oh yeah, I make you know I make a lot of money. Yeah, tons of money. Yeah. Um, how do I? Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. When I go home at night, I can't take a shower fast enough. Um. Yeah, I really don't feel good about myself. Yeah, you know, I, I only was going to do this for like six months, and I've not been here four years, and and the pattern just continues, and, and at the end, usually they cry, because what well, I try to tell them, I, I yeah, what I, what I try to I tell mean, them that's is. Heavy. It is heavy and it's serious. And I guess my real point is that I think that when you choose a job like that, I mean, the self esteem has to be so low because I don't care how much money you get paid. The reality is you're allowing yourself to be, you know, groped, fondled, or much worse by people who, generally speaking, aren't, you know, aren't the elite of society, irrespective of their income bracket. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and you can't have a, a lot of
1: sed- I feel like you can't inherently have a lot of
0: respect for them.
1: But, you oh, know no. I mean? Based on the activity that you're just already immediately engaging in.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly that. And so, um, and, and what's interesting too is that I've actually met some very smart people. I'm, I'm, I've met some very intelligent women working in these clubs that, because I don't think there's really any correlation between, you know, IQ and Profession, I think plenty of people do it because it's a short path to a lot of money. They think, and and I think sometimes it is. It just depends upon the person, the situation, etc. Um, but I think there's a heavy toll that gets paid in terms of the psychological damage, and you know how they really their sense of self worth. And I think pretty much all of these people end up on drugs because they just need the drugs to cope with what they're doing. You know, it's just a numbing agent that yeah, yeah to walk in the door. And know that tonight these things are going to happen, and I'll walk out I with think about this exact exactly money. The thing. It, yeah, it is because it's and it's, it's very uh, sad. Because
1: it, yeah. Well, um, on the I, other side of, of yeah, I, <laughs> like we really we talked about CrossFit, and now we're talking about crying
0: strippers. So, crying strippers. Yeah. The, well, and I'll, I'll just I'll just have a. Sir. <laughs> well, if I, one final comment on that is that. As all of this either sounds horrific to, I don't know how anyone would listen to what I just said and react and they may think it's horrific or they may think it's kind of cool that I've attempted to do what I've done because I think I have, I've made an impression on some of those people. I know I have based on the things that they said to me, um, yep. you know, about, about just nobody's, I, I just needed somebody to say these things to me, but you know, nobody who comes in here ever is thinking like that. Um, so I feel good about that. Um, but it's just a human interest thing that's always fascinated me. Is to, It just always ends up that way. No matter how many drinks I've had, I end up in some one-on-one conversation with some 23-year-old who you who, know, is a pretty smart person who just made a bad choice, and here they are, and they're deep into it. And what do I do now is what it feels like. So that's my strip of yeah. evangelism yeah. story, and we'll wrap up with another equally inane story, which is flip-flops, tool of Satan or not. And the back, the back story here is that I, I have some sort of a phobia as it relates to flip-flops. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it, it is, but I think it's because, uh, I'm speaking really of men here, like I don't know any men who have really attractive feet. I know some women who do, but very few slash almost no men have attractive feet, and to Wear a shoe that highlights the feet, to me, is just awful. And I have left restaurants. I just, I just feel
1: like we're re- gonna, your, your hatred for this kind of thing is so strong that I feel like we're probably just going to revisit this topic every, it, probably quarterly, at least.
0: That, well, and, and I certainly hope, I every hope that. Time. Well, yeah, probably every springtime. But, you know, I've, I've developed such a reputation for this one topic on Facebook, for example, that people who I don't even know that well, will, will post like any article that comes up, like the most recent one, there was something that appeared in Mashable of all places. Um, and I didn't even read it, but it had based on the headline, it was the gist of it was, you know, why flip-flops are never okay for men was I think the gist of it, which I totally agree with. But you know, people are posting, posting on that, that on my wall. And, um, I just, I've left restaurants because somebody at the next table had flip-flops on or, Are you uh, serious that you've actually done that? Yeah, I have. I really have, because I can't, it's like, it's not like I'm staring, but I just, it's like, it's like somebody walked in with a steaming pile of dog shit and set it on the floor next to your table at a restaurant. Could you eat? (laughs) That's how it
1: feels to me. I just don't feel that strongly about flip-flops, I guess.
0: I know you don't, but that's why I came up with that analogy, because that's about what it's like for me because i i'm that repulsed by it and i don't know what people are thinking when they like look look in the mirror does that look good to you does that look attractive to you all you got to do is put on am about to
1: wa- I mean i'm about to wear flip flops to the park to do yoga with my girlfriend like right now
0: so. Well, that's just pathetic. i, just want- I mean I-, <laughs> I mean you need to do you have do you know the shoes you can wear are you not thinking of the of the, of the feelings and concerns of the, of the, the people you encounter You're along the way? Of the children? Yeah, the children. Do it for the children. They deserve better. They deserve a world. They deserve a flip-flop-free future.
1: Make the world safe for children. Do not flip-flop. Not once. Not even once.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. That's all the right. I mean, this is obviously ridiculous personal preference. But and there aren't many things I feel this strongly about, like maybe mm-hmm. only forty or fifty other things. <laughs> <laughs> but flip flops is sort of the number one. I don't personal let pet drive a
1: wedge in our relationship.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're obviously pro flip flop.
1: I'm. Um, I i do not have any feelings about it whatsoever.
0: Well, you own them, apparently.
1: Yeah, I mean they're. Sure, I bought, bought some from Meyer for four dollars because I was going to the beach.
0: And you didn't have any other shoes you could wear?
1: I, you're not going to make me feel bad about this.
0: All right.: <laughs> Someday I will.: Okay. Someday All right. someday when someday when we're we're both visiting Muskegon at the same time, I will, I will burn one of your flip-flops. Like half of one no. flip-flop will be, will be engulfed in flames. So you'll then have to choose if you I want to walk around wood. with one and, one and three-quarters flip-flops or not. Oh, ah. man.
1: I got I to gotta tell you, we're gonna, the ship has run aground on this topic. <laughs> we it has. Oh. It has. And we're going we, it, to revisit it qu- uh, quarterly. I'm sure. I'm sure of it.
0: No I, think, uh, no, I think the truth is that this topic has fallen flat, and I think we'll never revisit it again. Okay. Uh, well, it'll be one of those two things, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> well, we're coming up on time, I think, here in a second.
0: Yeah, um, we uh, are. So thank I, you for listening to another uh, uh, inane episode of Unk Few. Again, today was Mixtape Volume 1. Uh, perhaps we'll edit it down to be maybe Mixtape Volume 0.75 if we hack off the whole part about uh, flip-flops, or maybe we won't. Who knows? We, never, we I, don't even I know what we're doing.
1: In. I want to keep it in. I want to keep it in. All right.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, everybody, uh, thanks for listening to, uh, to Uncview. uh We really appreciate your support, and uh, we welcome your comments, suggestions, emails, text messages, flyover airplanes, pulling banners, whatever method of communication Dick you prick. want to use. Nick, Dude, well, no. We welcome what, all yeah, of it. Brendan. Uh, you can send your dick pics to few at dot com. Do not send them to unk at dot com. but to send, feel free to send them to him. Um, vag pics, on the other hand, totally okay with that. Unk at dot <laughs> All right. Well, so if there's anybody we haven't offended with this episode, we want to apologize in advance for that. Just hang around. We'll be sure to piss you off in the next episode, but until the next time, we're signing off now from Detroit and Chicago respectively. Thanks for listening. Anything final you want to say Brendan Nope uh, flip flip flop it up. Yeah all right whatever. See you guys soon. goodbye <laughs> all right bye.